92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Now back to riffing with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back again on this Wednesday night. Riffing with Raph and AD, quickest two hours of the week. We're here with Coach Tony Samuel. Coach Samuel, before we get to your Nebraska coaching endeavors, the greatness, I came across something today, and I've got to ask you because I am like the resident Denver Bronco John Elway fan here. I saw that you coached uh, with uh, John Elway's dad, Jack Elway, at Stanford. What was that like? Um, Did you have any crossings with John Elway by chance? Or what did his dad say about him being that he was just starting his NFL career? Oh, it was a great experience, you know. So, go back one little step. My first uh, full-time job was at Western Michigan University with Jack Harbaugh. All right. Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh's dad. And uh, and Jack was the defensive coordinator at Stanford before he was given the head coach job in Western Michigan. So then I went to Stanford two years after that. And a lot of people won't understand or remember the name Walter uh, Matthau. But Jack was Walter Matthau for people that would want to Google that. Yep. Great sense of humor, witty. He would it would he would not be what you picture as John Elway's dad. He was just a great guy with a great great sense of humor and wit. And yes, we did get a chance to to spend some time with John because when when Jack did the quarterback uh, camps in the summer at Stanford, uh, John of course would come back and and work with the quarterbacks. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we had a chance to meet him. Really, really great young guy back those, those days, you know. Great guy, and I hadn't seen him since. Coach, what was his name? Walter Mathel. Walter Walter Mathel. He was an actor. He was an actor, the odd couple. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, Jack, oh, yeah. so John's dad, Jack, was because. He, he, he was a very cool guy. I really enjoyed his the time learning from him. I spent two years there. Coach, let me ask you this. So you, you got into coaching, 
and you obviously had um, a lot of great people around you, which was key. Who would you say, as far as coaches, that influenced you? I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna say influenced you the most, but which ones that just molded you into the coach you are? Which, before I dive into the coaching, which one just says, you know what, Coach Samuel? Even before it was Coach Samuel, just says, you know, Tony, you can be a good coach. Who was that person for you? Well, you know, no one really ever told me that. George Darlington, when I was when I was, when I was released by uh, the Saints, called me and said, "You might you need to come on back here because we I think you could be a good coach." Mm. So it's got to be George. Uh, no one else really ever told me that. I remember um, telling my older sister um, the year before I did the tryout with the Saints that, you know, I said, you know, I think I can be a pretty good coach. I think I got this thing figured out. And um, and other than that, I was trying to do what a lot of young guys that my that age will do is try to make the NFL. And, um, you know, 2020 hindsight, I probably shouldn't even try it out because I never really healed up from my college days. Mm-hmm. But it was a great experience in itself just to learn about playing at that level and not regretting not affording myself the opportunity to at least try. Mm-hmm. Coach, how many siblings do you have? I'm the youngest. There's three of us. I've got an older sister, I've got an older brother, and then myself. Wow. And then and made it good by doing what you're doing, what you did for all those years. So you come to Nebraska, your first year at Nebraska is, is well, as a coach though, was 86? 1986. When you came in, 1986, were the eyes wide or were you confident what you were doing? And how, oh, I, before I even ask that coach, Nebraska, how did that happen, though? I'm going to ask you this. How did that happen? In 1973, mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, it, it was just going home to me at that point. Don't forget, that's 1973, 1986. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what happened. It, it, it's, it's a little, you know, if, I don't know the general public. Of course, everyone, most people that's been around Nebraska football would remember the name Gene Huey. Oh, yeah. Coach Huey. Coach Huey. Yeah. And Gino was a really good guy for me, just kind of helped guiding me and keeping an eye on me as I was trying to work maneuver my way through this whole thing. And by the time I was at Stanford, Gino and I, we kept in touch and we talked. One day Gino, he calls me, hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. And he goes, hey, I've got Tom on the phone. and and, you know first of all you gotta understand i'm I'm, i played for him so i don't call him tom to this day oh none of us do that's right coach you know that's right that's right and you know coach call he he puts coach on the phone and coach says well we have a job for you if you're ready to come back and and that's is not nothing real exciting. It's very simple. Next, and I, Diane and I, my wife, went back to Nebraska, and I started coaching. It was nothing real fancy, other than Gino calling me and just giving me the heads up that he's got, quote unquote, Tom on waiting to talk to you. 
You know what, Coach Samuel, the thing about Coach Huey, and, and to, to reiterate what you said, we none of us call Coach. In fact, I'm looking out the window uh, of our studio right here, just right outside the room here, Coach Samuel, in there, and to my left, there's a picture of Coach Osborne with the Valentino's logo right there. And I still, it's not Tom, it's not, you know, Osborne, it's, it's Coach. We call him Coach. It's just Coach. It's just right? Coach, I mean, man. You know? You played for him, you know? That's right. You know, uh, Gene Huey was the guy, and as you know, my brother Mark Davis, that brought my brother Mark Davis as the equipment manager to Nebraska. Hence why me and your nephew, Ronnie, were so tight because Coach Solich, along with Coach, um, Coach Osborne, gave us our first jobs for the Nebraska football schools all those years ago. So I'm 48 now, Coach. That was years ago, man. That was years ago. Coach, let me ask you this. So you you transition, you get to Nebraska, you're the DN coach. What was your coaching philosophy? Because I can't – there's not a single player, and I'm I'm going to get to those in a second. What was your coaching philosophy? How did those guys – because all those guys from Trev, who's our AD right now, all the way to guys from Jared Tomich, you know, Grant Wistrom, Broderick Thomas, Travis Hill, God rest his soul, you know, David White, all those guys, they played for you. And even me as a wide receiver, I'm on, I'm on the other side of the ball. But you still had influence on us. What was your coaching philosophy? Well, you know, I put a I put a philosophy on the resume once upon a time because everyone said I was supposed to put a resume in and I had to have a coaching philosophy on it. But I approached football as when I became a coach, I wanted to make sure that the guys that I coached, the questions I never got answered as a player mm-hmm. or the questions I anticipated they, they would need to be answered need were answered by me. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted every single player to understand in my mind, I never, I never really articulated to them, but growing up, it was very important to understand that everyone had their own fingerprint, hmm. which also means everyone else has their own personality, mm-hmm. their own style, and you don't treat everyone the same. Hmm. And instilling confidence was important to me, but being able to observe my players, especially watching them if they, when they're not seeing me watch them, was very, very important to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I approached it. And you know, I remember sitting over there at cigars, and you you thought it was you. You said this, the coach. You think you? I remember you. You never yelled at anybody. You didn't, coach. You, know? you didn't. You <laughs> I didn't. thought that was humorous when you told me that. By the way. But it's true. <laughs> I, I really never yelled. I never physically yelled at my players. Mm-mm. But I yelled at my players through the way we communicate. Mm. They knew if I was yelling at them and nobody else. I never wanted to embarrass my players. Wow. Wow. So you were speaking then about coming to Nebraska and each player has their own personality. 
what was it like walking into that room? Because I believe there would have been a sophomore future All-American Broderick the Sandman Thomas in that room. What was it like coaching him? Oh, Sandman, like, we got along from day one. He he figured out that I figured him out, and I figured out that he figured me out, so I might as well be real with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it went from there. It went from there. You know, um, he was a sophomore, and his style of football, he hated to lose more than anybody I know. And he came after you, and you remember him. He hunted you down. He tried to intimidate the key people in the game. He was Sandman. And we met pretty much when I came. It really wasn't an interview, but Coach Osmond flew Diane and I in just so we can see the place and start looking for a house and all that before we were officially hired. And I went to a winter conditioning, and I saw him standing there. And we made eye contact. And he looked at me, he just smiled, and I looked at him and smiled, and I said, okay. <laughs> so that's, he, I didn't know him as Sandman back then. I knew him as the kid from Madison High School in Houston, mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. Coach. And the rest is history. The rest is history. And think about it, Coach. You have, I mean, the number of guys that that you coach. I, I want to talk about this, though. And I know we got a few minutes for our, for our next break. But, Coach, you think about – you were there from 86 to 96. When Nebraska – when we switched from the 5-2 to the 4-3, and, and when Coach Osborne made that transition, I've shared this story with a lot of people because a couple years – well, not a couple years ago. It's been about – actually about six or seven years ago now. Coach Samuel, I was – I had the opportunity to pick up uh, Coach Bowden uh, from the airport. God rest his soul. Really? Yes, God rest his soul for an FCA event, Fellowship of Christian Athletes event. And I picked up Coach mm-hmm. Bowden and uh, Grant Taft, Coach Taft, when he was, you know, he was uh, yep. the president of the American uh, College Football Association, I believe. Oh, yeah. I know, he, I know Coach Taft very well. Yes, absolutely. And so I had my, I had my middle son, Keenan, with me, and he didn't know uh, who these guys were because he was too young. He just really didn't know who they were. No, he's, he's 22 now. Now I know who they are. He but had I had no idea. He had no idea, coach. He was picking up. Yeah, he had no idea. So I pick up Coach Bowden. I pick up Coach Taft, and because because Coach Osborne asked me to bring them to North Star High School at that time, and Coach Bowden, again, God rest his soul, he's talking about the transition from Nebraska from the five two to the four three. We're going to take a quick break, and I want to talk about that because you were very instrumental in making that change to the 5-2, to the 4-3. Folks, this is Whiffin' with Raph and AD. We got Coach Samuel, former Nebraska defensive coach, one of the greatest ever do it. We're going to pay some bills. We'll come right back with you. This is the 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. 
how doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops.